This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is Marking Out, episode 156, and this is our very awesome three-year anniversary. That's right. We actually been recording this podcast for three years. Go F ourselves. Damn. All right. I am Dave the Rave that all the ladies crave. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. I'm also here with Brandon. You can go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I am doing awesome as always, and it just occurred to me that I should have brought it back old school, even though this isn't my three-year anniversary show, and I should have done that Yeah, people come to me and they say... Yeah, I really miss that. Well, what could you do? I still remember your best one was with uh, El Generico. Yeah. You that one. And it cut off. That stinks. Skipped, yeah. yeah, so this is Marking Out. You can go listen to all of our po- uh, past episodes of the podcast at MarkingOut.com. You can go subscribe to us on Twitter, on iTunes. You can go subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You can also go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. You can also go follow us on Twitter because you probably are already. Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. And you can follow me at BTTG161 on Twitter. Brandon, we already did that. Oh, did we? I wasn't listening to you. Yeah, you you never do. You never do. You get it? Because that, that's what you did to me last week. Oh, that's what I did to you last week? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. We had an awesome, not really, pay-per-view. Oh, well, did some, we? So, did we so, have an awesome pay-per-view? Because you know what else we had awesome of? What? Questions and comments on the website. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's, get down let's to kick it. that off. Yeah, let's do it up. You going to start? Sure. This one is from Doug of Ring World Rebellion. I hate to say, but I've missed a couple of months of the show. Busy at work, and I DVR wrestling, so I didn't want to hear what happened. But I finally caught up on everything and heard the show. Awesome as always. Missed Chris, but David Brandon did a great job. Thanks for the Ring Rope Rebellion love, and can't wait for your Royal Rumble recap. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for always submitting music to us, and thank you for doing our theme song. Great guys in uh, Chico over there. Yeah. And um, I kind of feel like I should mention the fact, this has nothing to do with the Ring Rope Rebellion or anything, but I kind of feel like I should mention the fact that we are via Skype right now, because it's, I mean, I just feel like I should say that because it's going to sound like that. Yeah, because we're going to talk all over each other. It's and we're going to talk all over each other. Yeah, it's mainly because I'm feeling really sick. So. Yeah, so David, right now I want you to shake your shake your hands and get amped and get pumped and let's sound loud. Woo! No, that wasn't loud enough. No, I don't want bad. you to woo. I just want you to shake your hands and like feel it. I want you to feel the energy. Why am I, I actually want you shaking to... my hands right now? I want you to feel the energy of the ultimate warrior. That was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, can we edit that out? No, we can't. <laughs> uh, next, we have a uh, question, comment from Jason Linick. 
Hey guys, it's Wednesday morning when I'm writing this and the internet is blowing up about CM Punk telling Vince he was going home and then walking out of Monday Night Raw and not appearing on SmackDown. It has also been reported that WWE has removed his name from all upcoming appearances. Is there any truth to this? How do you guys feel? Is CM Punk just being a baby because he isn't getting what he wants? Doing excellent work as always. Hope you can make it to the Psycho Circus on February 15th at Jay Linick on Twitter. Jason, thank you so much. We will get to that CM Punk question after after we finish doing the questions, I guess. Yeah, because a lot of the questions are uh, surround that topic. Yeah. So, but yeah, as of now, we're planning, or at least I'm planning on going to Psycho Circus February 15th at the NYWC Sportatorium. So, and I look forward to that big time. Yeah. Uh, how about taking the next one? All right. This one's from Caitlin. Hey, guys. Love this show. I only watched the Rumble match, and I enjoyed it enough. Question. Do you think people were overreacting to Brian not being in the that match? Also, a different question. Do you think Punk leaving is legit? Um, I don't think anybody's overreacting to Brian not being in the match. I think they're reacting exactly how the WWE wants them to act. Um, I think it's all to get everybody to support Daniel Bryan, just like the same way how uh, Randy Orton cashing in on him, how that was supposed to be. I don't know if it's necessarily WWE thinking that ahead of time. I, I kind of feel like it is. I kind of feel like they're I don't know. Uh, getting the reaction that they were planning on him getting. I think WWE is doing things by, like, day by day. No. I think so. I don't think so. Uh, well, and then, again, the CM Punk thing we'll get to after the questions. Uh, so thank you for your questions and comments. Uh, up next, we have CM Mark. One, Buck Fatista and dumb Hollywood wannabe gimmick. Get a pair of tights. Put on a show and earn your keep, you undeserving ass. And vent. Two, Daniel Bryan is the most popular superstar right now and Vince knows it. In my opinion, Vince will drag him around as long as possible without giving him the title because people are tuning in and buying tickets. As soon as the crowd starts to fatigue from Bryan not winning, he'll build Bryan back up to a title run and give him the belt. Right now, Brian is what's best for business, and giving him the strap will only end this hashtag yes movement. I mean, where do they go after he gets the belt? Uh, three. Wait, I, you want to answer that before we move on? I was going to say yes, but I, was, I wasn't sure if you were wanting to or not. Yeah, let's but, answer let's the... it. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with you in some, in some sense. Batista obviously won the Royal Rumble. And, uh, obviously, so you, you're, you're agreeing with him that Batista won the Royal Rumble? No, I'm saying <laughs> I'm agreeing with him in some sense. Batista obviously won the Royal Rumble, so that wasn't what everybody was wanting and hoping for. Obviously, yeah. people wanted Daniel Bryan to win. It was more of a uh, thing that you heard that he was going to win, and you just didn't want to believe him. Hear... Wait, hear who? Batista? Yeah, you were, you were hearing the rumors that he's coming in to win the Royal oh, Rumble. I still can't even believe that he won. That's such horseshit. Yeah. 
But, but you, you didn't want to buy into it. You don't want to believe it. You wanted to think that yeah, WWE mean, was going to call it Audible and do something different. Because Mark, that Mark Dreams. That's what it was. Yeah. How stupid are we? Yeah, very. Like last week, like we booked the Raw <laughs> We booked the Raw Rumble. How stupid are we? Like, come on. Yeah, all we of us had Daniel like, Bryan in the final three. Jeez, man. Jeez. But uh, I, I think that it would... I don't, I don't know what it, they would do after... He gets the championship. So um, yeah, I kind of agree with him on this one because I think you might as well drag it out and bring in as many, make as much money off of uh, him not being champion as you can. But you have to be very careful with that. You don't know when it will peak. So yeah, you don't want to destroy it. I mean, look at what happened with Zack Ryder. Is all I'm going to say. Oh, even though Daniel Bryan is like a thousand times more over, but. Basically yeah. the same thing happened. Just don't get him in a storyline with Kane. Look <laughs> yeah. it happened. Zack Ryder, CM Punk, it's all Kane. I mean, Daniel Bryan was in a storyline with Kane but yeah, beforehand. But number three, I write this as of Wednesday afternoon. If CM Punk is legitimately out, good for him. After 10 years, he's done a lot. He's said time and time again he's looking for the next and best thing to challenge him. If it's not coming to him from WWE, then so be it. I said that weird. Just follow him on his next endeavor. Four, keep being awesome, loving the shows every week. Give yourself a big TNA Dixie. Good job, y'all. Very cool, very cool. We also have Biggie Langston writing into us. Five, five, five. A true Langston story is here to report that Corey Graves will be replacing CM Punk on the main roster. It'll be a fake diesel kind of situation. I'm sorry to say there will be no five degrees of E this week because I was doing I was too busy dipping my head in baby oil and rubbing it on Brendan's body. Well, Brendan, I have to say that David is a huge fan of Biggie Langston, so start including him in those. <laughs> Wow, throw me under the bus, huh? Yeah, because I'd much rather have you have your shit rubbed all over by Biggie Langston than me. So, bad roasted. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have said shit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have said all that. Maybe I shouldn't five, have. Five, five degrees said? of E, I was enjoying, though. And I actually thought about that Corey Graves situation. I actually think I told Brandon that same thing. Yeah, except you were, like, doing that when you were telling me. I was clapping? Yeah, yeah, clapping. Oh, all right. Like a balloon in your... Yeah, never mind. Uh, next, all we right. have Justin. I'll read this one. You read the long ones. What the fuck, <laughs> man? Go ahead. Sorry right. for cursing, right? Uh, this one's from Justin. Hey, guys. No, no, up- start over. You have to put enthusiasm into that. This one's from Justin. <laughs> hey, guys. Another great podcast this week. But I need to clarify when I said me and Biggie. Have an El Generico or Sami Zayn relationship. I meant that people think we're the same person when we clearly aren't. Also, Wink. Thinking, why are you winking at me? Why aren't you reading everything that's on the page? <laughs> also, I was reading on the forum where people are planning a WrestleMania walkout where when Batista comes out for the main event, they are going to leave. Do you think this is getting kind of crazy or is this uh, the appropriate response? Awesome podcast is always at awesome 256 100% getting kind of crazy 
Um, I think that's very interesting, though. If it's I'm paying never... WrestleMania money for a ticket, I'm not fucking walking out. The only, I, I, although, yeah, but you already saw everything that you came there to see. Yeah, but that's like, I'm, that's not to me. That's not what I came to see. I came to see the full show. Yeah, I like could, I paid for WrestleMania. I'm getting everything of WrestleMania. Could, you beat the traffic and everything. I think that if this is done, it will be the first of its kind. And yeah, I mean. I mean, I've never heard. About I could say I could say that you and I were pioneers of this back at WrestleMania 29 during Triple H and Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, no, because we got up and started walking around the stadium. Yeah, because it was just who want. I didn't want to see that match, but like, yeah. Um, but it's very interesting that you have a Biggie, uh, that you have a relationship with Biggie that Generico and Sami Zayn had as well. Um, hopefully you're not in Tijuana with, uh, El Generico. Why hopefully? Tijuana's an awesome place. Not that I've, I've never been. been. Yeah, neither have I. Oh. I, I've, I've only been as far as probably Cabo? I don't know. Cabo Wabo? No, I don't know. Whatever. Up yeah, that's next. That's uh, tequila. Cool. Yeah. Up next, uh, we have a question comment from Aaron. Hey guys, wonderful episode as always. We hardly got any Brandon Dixie voice this episode. That's not best for business. I don't know what you mean when you say Brandon Dixie voice. Uh, I'm just yeah, it's, say that. it's obviously Dixie. Yeah, Dixie, Dixie Carter is literally on the show. Yeah, Dixie Carter is on the show. We- it's, it's legit. It comes with a certificate of authenticity and everything. Yeah. I got it from WWE Shop. anyways i wanted to give my opinion on the cm punk situation i think punk is acting unprofessional and i think he will regret walking out on the company in this manner if you want to if you want change it can be done from your couch i almost said crouch Looks like it says crotch, but it says couch (laughs) honestly it really doesn't matter to me if he come ever comes back I was never really on the punk hype train. I was just going to chime in real quick. I agree with this on professional. I don't think um, so. I I think he went about it the wrong way. I mean, look at, people, look at no, look dude. At, you, same thing happened with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, you get burnt down, you leave, man. That's what happens. Yeah, Wrestling, but, you you do it. It's a cycle. Yeah. It's cyclical. Yes, but Stone Cold Steve Austin also said that he regrets the manner that in which he did that. He wishes that he did it differently. So what does that mean? I think CM Punk went about this wrong way. I don't think so. Wrestling's Very, wrestling, dude. People I do think, this. People I hold hope, up everybody for money all the time. I hope he gets blackballed. Blackballed? Yeah. From, dude, from, from WWE. That's not going to happen. I think it should. I mean, I think he should be in the same category as Raven, Canyon, and Savage. Raven? Yeah, Raven and Canyon are black. Are Canyon's- blackballed passed away yeah but he was raven blackballed as of when uh as of when he sued the wwe when was that um a while ago it was him canyon and mike sanders uh they put together (laughs) a lawsuit against the wwe right right right. and then it came into the that was where the all the talk about the independent contractors came up right i mean technically i don't even know how cm punk can is allowed to walk out on I mean, WWE. I think like, it, I, I would assume he's taking a hit from the contract. That, that's the thing. I don't understand how the contract works because technically he's still with the WWE until June or July. So I really don't get if he's going to be 
uh, fined, if he's going to be docked pay, if they're just going to release him. Like I, But if they do release him, then he's going to go elsewhere, I think. Like, I don't understand how it works. Well, if they released him, he would still have to wait the 90 days. Is that, yeah? Yeah, so WWE, if anything, would release him in in June or July and make yeah. him wait the 90 days. Exactly. They would keep on keep him under contract until June and July. Yeah, but honestly, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, think, I, don't, I don't think... think I don't think this is the first time it's happened. I really think... Well, I think that he could have went about it better. I mean, he wasn't getting his way. He was going to get Triple H at WrestleMania. Yes, yeah, so um, well, that's not his way. That's what I... So he left because... They treat him like shit. How do they treat Drew McIntyre, three-man band, Zack okay, Ryder, all but, these guys like shit? But they're not ones to step up. CM Punk's the guy with the voice who steps up for... He gives a shit like he having wants... A, having a voice is never a good thing in a company like that. I don't know. It helped for Hulk Hogan. Not really. Yeah, really. How? Main evented like eight WrestleManias in a row. Yeah, and he didn't leave the first time because of that. Right. The first time he left, he was released by Vince Sr. And then he was brought back in by Vince Jr. And that's when Hulkamania started. Dude, I'm saying eight WrestleManias, you're talking about Vince Sr. Yeah, because I'm saying, I don't know when you're uh, alluding to. Like, when did he leave? After uh, WrestleManias and stuff. After WrestleManias? Yeah. Can you clarify that, please? Like, what, 94? 95? Right, but, he, but he also went somewhere to get it. And then showed uh, up in WCW? Yeah, he went somewhere that was offering him more money. But it's so. still, CM Punk doesn't need the money. But he also didn't go about it in this manner. He didn't uh-huh. go, he didn't walk, he waited till his contract ended, and then he left. But there's other people who've held up people for money so he's not holding them up for money well i'm saying it's just other people who have held people up for money and you're like acting like cm punk no i'm not i'm saying hulk hogan didn't hold them up for money he went for more money like what's the difference between this and tyler rex tyler rex wanted to just retire so maybe that's it i don't know why you bring money into this and everything i'm just saying like there's people who held up wwe for money cm punk isn't doing that yes he's not like i'm saying like you're making it so like cm punk's doing the worst thing that he can do i think he could have went about it better better i don't know like what giving like oh vince i'm leaving no like either wait till you ask for your damn release you say it vince i'm leaving that's that's enough oh that's and who who knows? Maybe it's still the work. Yeah, and we're who arguing and making we'll each talk, other look like assholes. <laughs> well, I guess we could talk about whether we think it's a work uh, and all of that a little bit later on. Yeah, right. Uh, continuing Aaron's thing, we always get on like seventeen minute rants on his things. But, you know uh, what? At, at first, I used to hate them, but now the questions are his questions. Not to say that nobody else's are not, but his are very uh, thought provoking. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, it's going to take a little bit more time, which uh, I, I'm actually enjoying now. Then he goes on to say, here's my question for you guys. There has been talks of WWE in a state of DEFCON 5 as far as the creative team goes trying to figure out what to do for WrestleMania 30. I don't know why I said WrestleMania. They want to include Daniel Bryan in the main event, but they don't know how to do it. What if you had Bryan versus Triple H where if Daniel Bryan wins, he gets a title shot at the next pay-per-view, which is Extreme Rules in Seattle? I know it doesn't really solve the Batista-Orton problem, 
but I think you could possibly put Triple H versus Brian match on last. Why? I would not want to see that last. Wait, the Elimination Chamber is in Seattle? Extreme Rules, bro. Oh. Uh, I think that would be good. a good way to end WrestleMania. What are your thoughts? How should WWE book WrestleMania? Thanks again, the number one Brandon Mark, Aaron. Follow me on Twitter at AaronTSM. Um, did that, did his... His his thing changed. Uh, Aaron, I, <laughs> was it? I think so. It UST. Used to be UST, right? Yeah. Maybe he changed it. But uh, WrestleMania 30. Obviously, nobody. I, I mean, not nobody. There's are there are people out there who want to see a Orton versus Batista. Um, but a good majority, I'm going to say, don't want to see Triple uh, Randy Orton versus Batista. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see it. There's no... Okay, they have backstory a little bit, but nobody really cares. And I definitely, definitely don't want to see Triple H wrestling again. Um, it's inevitable. I, I mean, yeah. I thought... It's, it's stupid. WrestleMania I, used to be a time where every... Uh, Royal Rumble. Where, well, yeah, Royal Rumble was a time <laughs> where, where everyone... Uh, where the young people, the mid carters, that's where they get their pay, their chance to like uh, yeah, okay, pass yeah. everybody and get up to Even, that. Yeah, WrestleMania page. was a big, big, big moment for like that to shine in front of millions, millions, and millions of people. Yeah. Get maybe a WrestleMania payday, and now now you're bringing in past Batista wrestlers to who, take that who, away from everybody you, that don't deserve it. You give the main event spot to Batista, who quit WWE because he didn't like what they were doing with him. Does that sound familiar to you? Well, maybe he just had other things to do. Does that, does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, it does. But like, he also, I don't know how he went about it. He still had his match with Rey Mysterio where he put him over, if I'm not mistaken. Or is that JBL? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Batista was just one of those guys who just, I'm done. I'm not doing this. You don't, you don't, I don't like your direction. I don't like this PG crap. I'm not saying I don't disagree with CM Punk's uh, um, thoughts on the product. Oh, you were drawing similarities to CM Punk there? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I am. Why? Because it's interesting. Why? Why is it interesting? Because it's the same exact thing. Okay. Could you please tell me how... How did Batista, Batista actually said, I'm leaving, and just walked out of the contract? No, obviously not. And CM Punk can't okay. just walk out of a contract, but it's the same thing. And now this guy comes back. That's what people do. They leave and come back and get more money. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it has nothing has to, to do with CM Punk with money or anything, but yeah. that's what happens. What, what's to say that CM Punk just doesn't want to go do MMA or just relax a little bit? CM Punk's going to try UFC or something? I don't know. He's been training MMA. He's I been doing know. the Batista route. I don't know about that. And Lesnar root. I you think CM Punk can cut it? In That's MMA? what the I don't. I've never seen him uh, in legit action before, so I don't know. That'd be interesting to do, but I don't know. I mean, he already has connections with Dana White and all of them. Yeah. Who knows? And Dana White's been talking about him recently. That would be pretty. I I think that would be a big draw for wrestling fans. Yeah, for wrestling fans to get into UFC. I wouldn't watch it. Not you, but everyone else probably. Although I watched Bobby Lashley. 
Why out of <laughs> everyone you watch Lashley? Yeah, I mean, who else was I supposed to watch? I watched Lesnar. There you go. But uh, WrestleMania 30, it's a tough one. I don't, I don't want to see Triple H versus Daniel Bryan. I thought maybe they can incorporate Mick Foley after his commenting about it. That's work. What? That's a work. Why? Foley stuff. Why do you think that? Because it's a way to get everybody. Because what WWE fan isn't really isn't a supporter or a fan of Mick Foley. Pretty much everyone. So if the person that you look up to, the person that you follow on Twitter and everything is saying, this is how I feel about Daniel Bryan, it's only going to enhance your thought process that, you know what, what you're thinking about this product and about how them not using Daniel Bryan, it's validated. Like Mick Foley is validating your thoughts on this and then further progressing the support for Daniel Bryan. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily have to be at work, though. I think it is. Not everything in wrestling is fake. Don't believe everything you read, dude. Yeah. yeah. But moving on, next question we have from Eric. Hey, guys. Awesome show as always. I've been incredibly busy recently. Going back to school after 12 years is rough. But I never miss an episode of Marking Out. I hear you, dude. Going back to school is very tough. Very said, tough. He said rough, not tough. Yeah, I'm saying tough. Is, is it rough also? or? But you just got to stay strong and uh, keep a positive attitude about it. And rise above hate, man. Yeah. Just make sure that you sit your ass down and get legit take it serious. Yeah, never give up. Yeah. That's my little advice for my friend from Montreal. That's not funny, though. What? I said never give up and rise above hate. Oh, no. You, you, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> it's John so Cena's funny. t-shirts. What oh, are man. the chances that this whole thing with Punk is a work? Also, oh. do you think WWE will ever show Daniel Bryan the respect he deserves? Short and sweet because I know how much Dave hates long-ass comments. LOL. Keep up the awesome work with the podcast. The number one mark at Montreal Broski. CM Punk, I don't, I don't know what to think with that. Yeah, I, for some reason, I feel like we're gonna talk about it a lot more. Well, it's a reoccurring though, theme. Yeah, the entire podcast is gonna revolve revolve around CM Punk. Yeah, even when we speak um, about TNA. Yeah, right. No, uh, Dan, yeah, I know. Daniel Bryan is gonna get the respect that he deserves from the WWE. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Right now, you might as well just keep on building up the support for him. Yeah, it's gonna be like a some sort of chain reaction perhaps when like when it finally happens this is gonna happen this is gonna happen this is gonna happen it'll all fit into place hopefully soon yeah it's all gonna work out yeah all right next comment is from jasmine hey guys thanks for the great podcast i saw what you guys tweeted about jbl and waller and how they stood up in reaction to their names being chanted this past monday on raw during the match between kofi kingston and alberto del rio which in my opinion wasn't bad at all I agree that it was quite disrespectful on their part. I also think all those fans are getting kind of annoyed. Anyway, thanks again for the fantastic podcast. I appreciate Mike taking the time, uh, taking some time to share his opinions with everyone on the podcast as well. So thanks to you too, Mike. At Reverse Enemsage. Oh, look Got at that. it. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of dislike those fans too. Just because Honestly, team, WWE fans are turning into Ring of Honor fans. Which which are a spinoff of ECW fans. 
Yeah, but ECW fans. I mean, no, it's first dude, of all, it's just no, split I, off of ECW fans completely. I was gonna say ECW fans are different though, but honestly, I've been around ECW fans. Like, yeah. my very first indie show was just ECW fans, and it's, like they were, they were just. I remember waiting online to get in. They were like, oh, "Did you hear this happened? And this happened? And this happened?" And like, as if they know fucking. It really they is. They know like, Raven and Sandman personally and shit. It's like it is kind of like what Brian Pillman when he cut his first promo at ECW. They're all smart marks. Like they're thinking that they know the business. They're uh, talk, like spreading all this stuff. They're chanting out their real names and chanting out. It, it's just I don't know. It does get annoying. I think it's very. I find it very disrespectful as well to the wrestlers in like, the match. Like the guys, I mean, the, ref- the guys online were like, "Oh, did you hear Michael Hickabottom's returning soon?" Yeah, it's like fuck you. Um, like I just don't get it. Like the referee doesn't take. Is it? Will never take the spotlight off of the two wrestlers. Right. If ring. somebody's chanting, and, Mike hold Kiyota. on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. The referee will never take the spotlight off the two wrestlers in the ring. Nor should the commentators be allowed to take the spotlight off the two wrestlers in the ring. They're supposed to be putting the spotlight on the two wrestlers for all the viewers watching at home. Right. And if Mike Chioda ever had like a fan chant or something, the most he'll do is like a head nod or something. But like, that's not something that would happen. Nobody's, it's absolutely so disrespectful for JBL to stand up and do it and get cheered. And then for Jerry Lawler to stand up and do it. It's like it's like turning your back to the match. Yeah, it, it's getting the crowd to cheer and everything, but did like I just don't get it. I I'm not a fan of it when they do that. It's not right. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not right. But uh, thank you so much for your f- questions and comments. If you have any for episode 156, the three year anniversary show, you can of course leave them. Uh, and leave them right as soon as you listen to the episode. Hopefully you'll listen to it ASAP because we will be recording early next week. Yeah, very early. I think we're doing it Tuesday or Wednesday. Yes, either Tuesday or Wednesday because big old Brandon. It, what do you mean big old Brandon, Dave? Why would you say that? I don't know. It's going. I can't, I can't control my voice at times. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he neighs like a horse and sometimes he calls me fat. But uh, I, I'm not even going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to Texas, so it'll be an early week recording. So hopefully we get a good response like we did that last time when we did an early week. But uh, I guess it's time to move on to the Royal Rumble. That was a terrible accent. I don't know what accent was. Rumble, I kind of liked it. Royal Rumble pay-per-view, shall we? Oh, we shall, we shall. Let's, we may proceed. We shall overcome. We shall. Uh, pre-kickoff. Oh, first of all, who won? First of all, who won? Dave and Brandon. You we and tied? I defeated Mike. Oh, nice. Yeah, we defeated Mike. The one thing we did not predict correctly was <laughs> the even, Royal Rumble. I don't want That's so sad, man. The one thing we didn't predict was the Royal Rumble. And we had everything else? Yeah, everything else. I don't know if I have that... Oh, I've had that happen before. Yeah, everything else we predicted correctly. I guess you could uh, say that I'm I'm still like I had everything correct. It's just I, I predicted somebody that wasn't in the match to win. Yeah, but uh, well, you your original pick 
well, not original, but that you brought up wasn't even in the Royal Rumble too. So, or at least I don't think it was, right? Ooh. Bray Wyatt. I never picked Bray Wyatt to win. I have a paper Bray. You were talking about possibly him winning. Yeah. No. Right. No, he I was w- talking about him winning his match. No, no, no. Yeah, and I said this to you when we were recording. No, no, no. I was talking about Bray Wyatt winning his match against Daniel Bryan. Well, let's and talk then about he would that go match. On. No, let's talk about the Royal Rumble kickoff, shall we? Okay, let's talk about the kickoff. The Well, first of all, there was a pretty... F- I don't know what you say. What kind of panel? How would you describe the panel? Uh, lackluster. Don't care. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. I was going to say, not Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I was going to say coked up, but I didn't want to. Why? I don't know. Because I'm not going to say that Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Why do I keep saying Hulk Hogan? Maybe because WWE keeps saying Hulk Hogan. Fuck. And Shawn Michaels, I'm not going to say they're on coke. Unless it's the diet kind, wink. Watch out. Yeah. I really, being Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a panel like that, how much do you feel? feel like you did shit with your career. Although, I mean, he is a Hall of Famer, too, so... For so, doing so what? Maybe, I was going to say, so maybe being Josh Matthews, how did you feel? You yeah, I, I don't think Hackstar deserves the spotlight that he's really in. It's just because he won the first one, and they have him yeah. a contract off him. Yeah, I, I think it's... I don't know, I think he's kind of glorified and doesn't deserve it. Well, um, everybody HB, has opinions. Yeah, no, everybody has different opinions. Um, but the other two, HBK, it's always cool. And Flair, Flair just seems like out of place. Ric Flair, they sound like, it sounded like he was on a leash big time. Although he got his like 7 billion moves out when they were trying to move on. Yeah. But, um, but it really, it really didn't do much for me. It didn't entice me to order the pay-per-view anymore, like having the panel or anything like that. Right. And you know what? Those things, they really should entice people. I mean, we've seen... Give us people we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. I, Have I, Shane I, McMahon come back for Extreme Rules. That would be sick. <laughs> I'd mark I, out for Shane McMahon if he returned. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I see that happening ever, anytime soon. But what I did see happening, because it was predicted correctly, the Royal Rumble kickoff pre-show match featured Cody Rhodes and Goldust defending their championships. <laughs> Against the New Age Outlaws, the Road Dog. No, what the hell did you just mess that up? The because I was thinking, does he start with Billy Gunn first, or Please, the Road Dog Jesse even... James, the badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws? No, that does not save it. You just messed if up. If you're not that down with that, intro. you could have seven seconds of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to. I was counting seven seconds. Yeah, I'm not going to let seven seconds go by. Yeah, no, it was actually a really good match to see these both both these tag teams in action. Uh, Both teams are over with the crowd, Um, and it was pretty much you got what you expected. There was nothing out of the out of the blue that you wouldn't see coming in this match. There were some points where I thought Cody Rhodes and Goldust could win, and I was like, "Damn it, I'm off to a bad start already." But luckily, fortunately for maybe the tag team division, the New Age Outlaws are the new tag team champions, the six-time WCW heavyweight champion, not Booker T, but the New Age Outlaws are the six-time world heavyweight tag team champions. Uh, I marked out. 
Yeah, no, I was marking up for this as well. I was a huge fan of this because now, like you were alluding to kind of not even on the show, maybe on the show. Well, yeah, last week, transitional champions. Yeah, did we even mention the transitional champions or no? I would have sworn that we did because we spent so long talking about but it off I don't the remember show, if I don't we know. spoke about it off air. I mean, on air, you mean. Uh, no, no, I think off air we spoke about it. Yeah, but I'm saying you mean champions. on air. Right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if we did, but just, um, well, just no, a, Can I clarify? Or? Yeah, just go ahead. All right, well, I... And I'm pretty positive Brandon thinks that, right, you think the same thing about transitional? Yeah. All right, I, we both think that New Age Outlaws are going to be transitional champions. They know their place. They know their role. They are willing and to put over... And they shut their mouth. Yeah, they, they're willing to put over the younger talent. Um, kind of interesting little note about transitional champions. I'm going to read this little blurb. Apparently, uh, the first really transitional champion is Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik... Uh, Ferried the belt between Golden Boys, uh, Bob Backlund, and Hulk Hogan. And then in 1994, Bob Backlund was a transitional champion between Bret Hart and Diesel. And then Backlund, once again, once, uh, I guess, before all this, he teamed up with Jerry Briscoe to take on Georgia tag titles, to take the Georgia tag titles from Toru Tanaka and Mr. Fuji. So, and Mr. Fuji was involved in that match where Yokozuna was a transitional champion for. Bret Hardy and Hulk Hogan. So it's kind of weird to see all of them related. How can we relate this one to them? I don't, can't, see, can you? I don't see how those are all related. Which, really? Yeah. Because you have Bob Backlund, Bob Backlund, uh, Mr. Fuji, Mr. Fuji. So those aren't related. That's like... That's not yeah. related. Yeah. That's just both... No, that's just smoking the ganja. Smoking the ganja? Yeah. Why is that that? Because it's like, oh, man, I have this crazy theory, man. Are, are you saying that Brian Kendrick and Paul London uh, smoked the ganja? I don't think you think that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Although, I'm certainly not going to deny that. I don't know what they do in their personal lives. They love that shit. But who do you think, obviously, I think it too, who will, be the tran- who will the championships be transitioned to? Say it with me. Oosh! Oh. There you go, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's going to be the transitional champions to the Usos. Hopefully. I mean, it, they're, they're, they're building up the Usos really, really much so. Yeah, so. they're building That's them weird. up. They had them tagging with CM Punk. They had them defeating the Wyatt family. They had them winning main events on Monday Night Raw in steel cage matches. Um, I really think they will be, uh, defeat New Age Outlaws for the tag team championship. Yes, and hopefully we'll see that. Hopefully we won't see what somebody wrote to us on Twitter saying New Age Outlaws versus the Blade Runners at WrestleMania. Tah. Because who wants to see Sting and Warrior versus them? I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Warrior and Ryback at WrestleMania. Dude, I would be so disappointed even though that's like a huge rub for Ryback. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to see... I don't know. Would I mark out for... I, I I still don't see Ryback deserving it. The rub? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Guy can't cut promos. Guy's uh, dangerous in the ring. Or is that what they tell you? Yeah, that's what I see. I mean, you're not backstage. You don't know what you see. Uh, for Yeah, no, I'm not backstage. Let's or, score oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the show kicked off with... I was kind of surprised that it started with this, but I shouldn't have been surprised. 
that uh, Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan kicked it off with the longest singles match of the night. And the best match of the night, hands down. Yeah. Uh, the crowd was amped for this match. There were so many spots in this match that just made you, like, yeah, like say, holy shit. There was uh, cross bodies to the outside of the ring. Uh, I really was a fan of um, Bray Wyatt did a suplex, but he did a suplex like throw, just like Bruiser Brody used to do, where you get them up for the suplex and then you kind of throw them down in a power slam position kind of, but you're not following through with it. So know. it was kind of cool. Uh, what did you like about this match? It was just so energetic and the crowd was so behind it, which yeah. I mean, it was great for that match, terrible for that next match. Yeah, no, this, like... Although it wasn't really terrible for the next match. Like, it's like, how do you... Like, it's tough to judge this match. Because it was so good that it's a match of the year candidate. It was so good that maybe it was too good. That I the rest honestly, of the, I, I, don't, mean, I don't think it was too good. I think it was well, because, a great way to start the pay-per-view. Well, I mean, look, yeah, at the, but, but like, look at the next match. Hold on, but, like, the opening match shouldn't be the one to... Uh, steal the be, show. Yeah, exactly. The opening match should never be the show stealer. Because then every any, single match has have, to compare to that. You didn't have any other match to steal the show. Which is unfortunate. The WWE that's, didn't book any matches to steal anything. And that's exactly why Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan should have been the opener. But uh, there is... You, yeah, you, should, you should have expected a great match out of the two of them. I mean, the next match that followed that was Brock Lesnar and Big Show... Where Brock Lesnar came out and just beat up Big Show and wasn't getting DQ'd or anything because the match didn't start. And then uh, Brock went and grabbed the chair and went to hit Big Show over the head and Big Show knocked him out with a punch or whatever, or hit him with a punch. And the ref called for the bell and the match started. It was a one-minute, almost two-minute match where Brock got the better of Big Show, F5'd him, stumbled I, a bit, yeah, and won. I, I actually am a big fan of this match. It wasn't it, it wasn't that long of a match. Yeah. It really it got to the point that Lesnar outsmarted Big Show, but also out overpowered him with F five. And I thought one of the things that shined in this match was Paul Heyman. His reactions and him throwing the chair to Brock Lesnar during the match to get everything started. It was or uh, putting it in the ring. But I, I think this match really did its job. Although it did, uh, to me, honestly, it didn't do anything for either of them, though. Like, yeah, God. who gives a shit? Brock Lesnar beat Big Show. Cool story, bro. Yeah, that's the thing. Big Show doesn't carry that uh, that glory about him that he used to, that he once had. Now he's more of that has-been. I wouldn't say has-been, but, uh, I, but think I think he's has-been. I think, I, I, well, not I'm thinking. I, I'm very happy with the outcome of this match, with that it was even that short of a match. For the simple fact that nobody expected anything from this match. Yeah. And nobody, I speak for myself though, but I'm pretty sure nobody expected anything from this match. Well, we, we were crapping on this and a lot of people were crapping on this. But it did exactly, I think it did what it had to do. It didn't, it made Lesnar look like a badass. I like don't, that I don't he, think so. I, I, with him in the chair, those chair shots look sick. Did you see Big Show's back after? Yeah. Like, I, I was a fan of it. I watched the pay-per-view with you. Of course I saw the chairs. 
Uh, Did stack. you? Yeah. All right, all right. You don't Just recall checking. me being there? Uh, you're kind of forgettable. That hurts. I'm, I'm kidding. Speaking, you're my cousin. Speaking you're of kiddings, uh, Randy Orton, the champion, defeated John Cena, the challenger. Uh, so Randy Orton's still champion. Like, anybody didn't see that coming. This match was very unfortunate for both wrestlers. Because it was a good match. Yeah. And it was a lot better than what the crowd and the people on Twitter were making it out to be. I thought I've never heard a chant for we want we want divas. Yeah. And I that happened. That. Which which is kind of it's kind of bullshit for the divas because it's like they don't want to see this match. The last thing they want to see is the divas, so we want divas. It's the truth. Eh. They're not lying. I mean, there's some people I'd rather see less of than. I'd rather see a Kali. Divas match. No, I'd rather see a Divas match than Great Kali or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Kali's, I think, at the bottom of that. But even <laughs> still, like, this match was, uh, was a good match. They had the false finishes. Yeah. It, it, it was just the. I liked how they did play to the crowd, too, with Randy and Cena going, uh, kind of playing to the crowd whenever they were chanting. I think uh, Randy was, was just getting them. pissed, though. I could definitely see Randy getting legit pissed. We've uh, seen him get really pissed before when crowds don't chant for him. Yeah. Yeah, That's what roids do to you. (laughs) That's what roids do to you. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, the match itself was good. The outcome, we expected it. I mean, not to say I'm not going to rewatch the match, but... Right. And does it do anything for either of them? No. No. Not at all. So this pay-per-view did something for Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt. It did something for the New Age Outlaws. And that's it. And it may- really maybe it did something. F- no, it didn't even. Let's Actually, to the- no, because eh, there's a lot that happened no. in uh, the world. I, yeah, that but it- I don't, I don't, doesn't do anything for anyone. Uh, we'll get to that. I disagree with you. The Royal Rumble happened. Obviously, CM Punk was the number one entrant. Uh, he went out. He got eliminated at the number 27 spot. And he got eliminated by Kane who Kane was made a surprise entrant, I guess you could say. I'd say so. Uh, entrant at number five, got eliminated almost right away by CM Punk. Which and is very interesting to see Kane get eliminated so quickly. So CM Punk stayed out there for basically 50 minutes, and Kane was, what, was he still out there? Or yeah, what? he was. he stayed out there for 50 minutes too. <laughs> Yeah, so Kane just got CM Punk and eliminated him, and that led to the final four. I yeah, um, there's a lot of moments during this match that really stands out from Kofi Kingston's spot. Or final three. Well, before Kofi Kingston's spot, uh, Alexander Rusev making his uh, debut. Which I think it does nothing for him now that Monday Night Raw happened and SmackDown happened. Why is that? What happened with him? Nothing. He wasn't even shown. That's true. He should have. He should have been on. Uh, so it wasn't like I and I asked you at the pay per view. I said, "Do you think this is just an NXT thing or is this a debut?" You thought a debut. I was like, "Yeah, I, I say debut." Yeah, I just I can't see it. And I say debut. And look at but it. I think it it's didn't pro- happen. I think it's really stupid not to feature him on Raw or SmackDown. Very much so. Um, well, at least I assume he's not on SmackDown. Yeah, but I, like I said, I don't. That did nothing for him. Um, but he was involved with the Kofi Kingston spot that everybody always looks forward to. Yeah. Uh, this year we saw Rusev catch a outgoing Kofi, 
placing him on the guardrail and then kind of giving him a bunch of knees, but then Kofi launched himself from the guardrail. 11 feet. That's how long it is? 11? I believe, I believe so. Wow. That's pretty insane. Yeah, he really brought the boom with that one. Now, is it really 11 feet? I think it I think it I don't be. think it is. It, I think it's 100% like, could be. I think it's more like 5. 5 feet. There's no way. From the barricade to the ring? Yeah, if you see somebody yeah. lays down over there, that's not 5 feet. That's not 11. Dude, it 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 definitely could be. I I am not going to Who did you get that number from? I I just Raw? No, I don't remember. I, it might yeah, have been Raw. I'm not, it might have been I'm not buying that number. Dude, but even that's still, like, it's still dude, impressive. The reason why you're not buying that number is because you've never been down there before. No, I'm not buying that if number. I, I know let me let me try it's and not put 11 it, feet. I know what 11 feet is. Do you? Yes. You know those markers in the road? Those dashes yeah. that look like they're two feet long? Yes. Those are 12 feet long. Yeah. So put that into perspective. I'm good. But there's a lot of other spots uh, during this Royal Rumble, there was a spot where Goldust, by accident, eliminated Cody Rhodes. By accident? <laughs> by accident. <laughs> yeah. But that, who knows if that's going to come into play. That didn't come into play in the future of this week, but who knows what's going to build upon that. And he's the only, him and Cody were the only ones to compete earlier in that night and yeah. be entered into the Royal Rumble match. Uh, Dolph Ziggler made his return. Yep. Diesel. Dude, wait. Dolph Ziggler made a, a return where he got so many cheers. I have to say that. Yeah. Everybody cheered. And don't uh, say don't say Diesel. That was Kevin Nash. Yeah, Kevin Nash. Why? Why are we wasting a surprise spot on Kevin Nash that nobody gives a shit about? Yeah. Hey, dude, yo, I dyed my hair. Dude, you're freaking old. Nobody gives a shit about you. Just go back to your little retirement home and just chill. Stay off WWE TV. We do yeah. not want you near it. Being go away, 54, bitch. Being 54 years old in the Royal Rumble... Makes him um, one of the top four oldest in the Rumble, I believe it was. Now, there was a spot where he tried to – it looked like he was trying to skin the cat. I think didn't he get back. Up. Hold on. And he didn't get back into the ring. Uh, you think that this spot, he was supposed to skin the cat? Uh, no, I don't know if he could – I mean, could he do that? I don't think so. I just think it looked like a blown spot. What was a blown spot about it? I mean, Roman Reigns was the man that got the elimination. Right, but it looked like something else was supposed to happen. Like he was supposed to hang on or something and maybe maybe get back up or something. And I, I, think he was just, something. I think he was just trying to sell that. Which looked terrible. And, and oh, could, yeah. Well, I, did it look just, terrible? I mean, it's making you think right now. No, uh, honestly, it looked to me, it looked like something happened, something it, went wrong. Exactly. So then it looks terrible. No, if if he's selling it correctly, but then selling what? I thought it looked. I thought it, it looked like something happened. That something shouldn't have happened. So you're thinking that he should have been eliminated there? No, not necessarily. I think it was something like something else could have happened there. I think I, it looked like to me this to me him getting eliminated looked like he messed up big time. I disagree with you. But you think this? But you think that this leads to that JBL entry? No, I have no idea. Well, you. That I, think, was your I, think WWE, said that I think WWE. I think WWE was an audible. No, I don't know if that if that was an audible. I said it could have been. All right, I don't think it was an audible or anything. JBL I, I also think, making a surprise entry. I think JBL was the audible call where they read my tweet. 
Yeah, where they saw your tweet. Because how is that going to happen? Like, how is that just coincidental, man? Yeah. Um, <laughs> JBL entered, quickly getting eliminated by Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns defeating, uh, not defeating, but breaking Kane's record of eliminations. Being 12. Uh, what, what number is he? 12 or 13? Yeah, 12. 12? But I have to say, back to the Bradshaw thing, and Bradshaw as JBL has never been in Royal Rumble. Michael Cole took my tweet verbatim. What's the deal? Messed up. Michael Cole, we know you uh, listen and follow us on Twitter. Hit uh, it. Hit it, of course. Another surprising entrant to the Royal Rumble was El Torito, which I was a fan of. A lot of people shout on it, but El Torito, in my eyes, can work. I agree with you. I think that spot was perfect. He's a lot a- better. He's a lot better than Hornswoggle could ever be. Yeah, no, the guy, he's a legit wrestler. Because I mean, not to say Hornswoggle's not, but this guy well, knows how to work. Well, the, then that's, you're saying that Hornswoggle doesn't know how to work. I'm saying he's in a Kali state. The difference between Hornswoggle and El Torito is that Hornswoggle is like a different form of little person. Yeah, no, that's, that's I mean, what Hornswoggle, I'm sure what Hornswoggle has, it's a lot more difficult to right. uh, move and uh, right. maneuver some of these uh, wrestling moves that uh, Torito does. Right, because El Torito is literally just a little person. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, so I'm not saying that he can't work, but he can't work at, to the same degree as uh, Torito. Right. And I and, thought that Torito in the Royal Rumble was perfect. Yeah, and you mentioned the way the, the elimination and everything. He eliminated, uh, what's his name, Fandango. Yeah. And... He ended up getting one of the eliminations by Roman Reigns. So, and what's the what's the point of? Oh no! What? I just uh, lost my train of thought. Well, you should hop back on board and get aboard the Ho train. If you once want. again disappointed, Papa Shango or the Godfather did not show up as Wade Barrett had. Uh, yeah, Wade Barrett. Us. Wade Barrett's been saying Shango for years, man. There are so many wrestlers. Instead of having these surprise entrants like JBL, uh, Kevin Nash, Torito I'm okay with, so I'm not going to touch that, but Kevin Nash, JBL, why are we throwing them in there and not throwing in a member of three-man band, throwing in uh, Zack Ryder? Why are we not doing that? Right. Uh, I mean, we, I, I mean, oh, you know why they're not doing that is because the element of surprise. Because people want to be surprised. People like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and... And then Zack Ryder's music hit, or Three yeah. Bad Band's music hit. People don't want to see that. Nobody was surprised over it's the Kevin Nash. Because Kevin Nash right. always he always gets leaked out there because everyone sees him with his dyed hair. And when you dye your hair, dude, we know what's going on. Go fuck yourself. And a big, huge question to come out of the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, somebody who was confirmed, and all of a sudden. Nowhere to be found in the Royal Rumble was Xavier Woods. Yeah, supposed to make his debut, I guess, for the his Rumble debut. Who then tweeted saying somebody stole his number before he could even look at it. Odd, very, very odd. Could it possibly be JBL? Who knows, right? Maybe, maybe. Could that lead to a WrestleMania match where JBL puts Xavier Woods over? No. Probably not. Even though I could see JBL putting over someone. Yeah, well, no, I could see it being Woods, given their history and stuff. Like I could see JBL putting someone over. Well, no, on commentary, Woods and JBL are usually uh, 
on the same page. Well, this week on Monday Night Raw, not to skip ahead, but he said... Way to go, Dave. He even said, JBL, somebody stole my ticket, not pointing any fingers. Interesting, interesting. Again, alluding to one of my tweets. <laughs> um, Seriously, yeah. alluding to one of my tweets. Like, but I can see JBL putting in the younger talent over as opposed to Batista. Right, exactly, because JBL's not a fucking bitch. Yeah. Um, but but I think of, another big story coming out of Royal Rumble was The Shield. We saw Dean right. Ambrose try to eliminate uh, Roman Reigns. And Seth Rollins point. tried to stop that. Yeah, Rollins tried to stop that. And they both got into Dean Ambrose's face. But then uh, at the perfect time, they all got kind of swarmed by uh, a few other wrestlers in the ring. Yeah, but while well, Dean Ambrose and uh, and Seth Rollins were Roman Reigns eliminations. Yeah, which was very shocking. But uh, as we see, they're still together. There was no har- no harm, no foul. Well, not yet. Yeah, not yet. I One thing that they did do, I was a big fan before the Royal Rumble where they aired uh, aired all the clips of like, uh, I'm, in, I'm in the Royal Rumble and I'm going to win because of this reason. You're going to see this. I used to love that as a kid. Where they used to have, like scroll the little pop ups of like Crush and Bret Hart and all these like wrestlers that are going to be in the Royal Rumble, where they like where they give their promo. I was a big fan of that. And of course, the winner of the 2014 Royal Rumble match is Bortista. We didn't even mention Sheamus. Yeah, well, Sheamus may his return, but yeah, but on to Batista. Batista, um, undeserved. Yeah, we but saw. We were teased a little bit with. We weren't even teased a little bit with Roman Reigns eliminated Batista, were we? Uh, kind of. And then like one move happened, the next move happened, and Roman Reigns was. Yeah. Like Batista hit the shittiest spear I've ever seen. Oh, that was such a. And dialogue. Roman Reigns hit Batista with a really good spear. So that that was getting me thinking. Oh my God, they're gonna put Roman Reigns out. They're gonna fucking have him win. I would so been okay if Roman Reigns won. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't think there's one fan wrestling fan out there that's that is saying that if Roman Reigns won that Royal Rumble, they would have. Yeah, as, uh, as much as everybody brought. wanted to see Daniel Bryan win, Roman Reigns was up there too with everybody wanting to see him win. He he's so over with the crowd. This would be an automatic huge ass push for him, and there's no reason. Like I hate the like Royal Rumble used to be one of my biggest, uh, my most favorite events because of that. That yeah, Royal Rumble showcases younger talent. Exactly, and it really lost that. Uh, now, yeah, like you said this yeah. to me, it just they come back. They they it's all about the WrestleMania payday. It really is, and it's unfortunate that people that Vince allows this to happen. Well, Vince gets off to it probably. It, it's very unfortunate because it's gonna there's gonna come a day where WWE is going to say. All right, we're going to make this person champion, and they're not going to have anybody to make as champion because they're going to be bringing in so many people that uh, belittle the current ter- uh, talent. It's, it's like it's going to be like 2025 or something. There's not going to be any top stars that were built, like being built up or whatever. All of a sudden, they're like, uh, you think Hulk Hogan could still go? Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Let's bring in The Undertaker. Give him in one last run. Yeah. One uh, last run. Okay. But that was the Royal Rumble. It was disappointing to see Biggie Langston number twenty nine and Rey Mysterio as number thirty. Yeah, <laughs> it was very. And I think I like the fact that when Rey Mysterio did come out, that the entire crowd erupted. 
the crowd, yeah, negative. Oh, that the entire crowd was ready to riot because everyone was expecting Daniel Bryan to be entered into the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and WWE just I think screwed themselves with that pay per view ending where <clears throat> nobody's he- nobody's facing that match. Randy Orton and Batista are both no. getting booed. Now, what I'm going to say is they didn't screw up with Daniel Bryan. No. But they screwed it with Batista. Yeah. Because the Daniel Bryan, it even got fans that aren't really, that never did support Daniel Bryan uh, into that Daniel Bryan supporter group. And the, the, whole yes thing, the whole thing with the Batista is that now people are, are like less interested in buying the network, less yeah, interested in seeing uh, Elimination Chamber, less interested in seeing WrestleMania. I'm just gonna um one of like one of my uh one of my friends never watches wrest uh watches wrestling here and there, but he hates Daniel Bryan because he's more into the the bigger guys like the Batistas and everything like that. Not Daniel like the, not the smaller guys like buying into what the WWE wants you to buy into. So when Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Royal Rumble and didn't even win it, didn't win it or anything, he even said, "What is WWE doing?" Like, he is so over with the crowd. Why is he not winning this? Why is he not even in the Royal Rumble? So just by that, like, you're having people that never supported those little guys of pro wrestling uh, say, what's going on here? You're losing money. This makes no sense. Put him in there. Yeah, and Batista came back out of shape for wrestling-wise, wrestling standards, blown up right away, basically. I think he didn't look like he had ring rust at all. It was just I, I'm not a fan of his look at the look that he has because he's he, he looks like a 55 year old. He looks 55 and just and dresses like, like he's fucking 20. Yeah, completely toned and like cut. Like a 20 year old, it's just weird. Bag. It just looks weird. Jealous much? No, <laughs> I don't want to look like that when I am in my 50s though. What? When I'm in my 50s, I wouldn't mind looking like that. Yeah, but but even but even still, the key word there is 50. So we're putting the well, not WrestleMania yet, but may, wrestle around close. He's the fourth, uh, fourth youngest or fourth no fourth oldest or whatever. So youngest, there were three that, other people older than him. Yeah, youngest will never be in the same sentence as Batista uh, in regards to wrestling or accomplishments, um, or at least from now on. But Batista, you're having a close to fifty year old going to WrestleMania. When and what you're gonna have two years of Batista? Yeah, it's like cool. You eliminate somebody like twenty years younger than you. Exactly, as opposed to having Roman Reigns or someone in there that's in their twenties and has at least at least ten more years in them to put with your company. Right. It's like but, WWE is not about building people unless they're thirty. Yeah, they're I guess they're, I guess they're right. The building is only really at the performance center. Yeah. And NXT, because you're not going to have any of it on uh, WWE. Uh, right. But yeah. that was um, the Rumble. Yeah, we spoke about SmackDown last week. So nothing really to rehash there, because it all led to the Royal Rumble. So let's get on to some uh, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Uh, yeah, let's kick it off with what? The bads, the goods, medals? Uh, let's go with the... Uh, the Bads. middles. middles? Bads? Yeah, let's do the middles. All right, goods. Wait, which one? Let's do the goods. Sure, let's All start right, with let's the goods. Do it. Let's do it. Uh, the Authority came out right away, uh, opening Monday Night Raw, cutting a promo. Uh, there were tons of yes chants, as expected. Uh, and I, I 
did I like it? Yeah, Triple H and Stephanie really played up being heels. I think they're doing a great job at it. But like, well, like all of a sudden now they're playing up being really big heels. Yeah, but but they're not even really playing up heels that much. They're playing well, up like they know they know what's best for us. Even though they don't, so exactly, and that's the heel part. Like they're playing up that little. We know what's best for you, and we're gonna do what's best for you. What I but... did not like was when Triple H was doing that baby talk stuff. And uh, but I do agree with him, and I think the Royal Rumble was a good pay per view. I I'm liking this Triple H and everything. It really... I just thought it was like, oh, Riddle Baby didn't get Daniel Bryan in the run. Like, fuck you. Don't talk to me like that as a fan. Exactly. And that's what he wants you to be saying right now. You're doing exactly you're, fuck what you, you just Dave. said is what fuck they want you, you to say. you, Dave. Don't fucking criticalize analyzing me. <laughs> but I'm a big fan of what Triple H is doing with all of it. I think he's going about it the right way. I do like that he still has that uh, DX attitude with him. No, where he doesn't. I where he can joke around and everything, but oh, yeah, his, okay. yeah, where he can right. joke around, but it's very old, like original DX, where he can joke around a little bit, and you get so offended at the joke that you're like, "Why?" I, I I'm a big fan of it. I. Do you hate how people say they defeated 29 other people in the Royal Rumble? Especially when the winner didn't come out as number one? Yeah, about that. That really, like, I fucking hate Like, don't, come on, man. Don't say that stuff. But, uh, yeah, that was that. Daniel Bryan ended up coming out. Yeah, no. I was... loved, I absolutely loved this part where he told the crowd, he goes, guys... You guys, please stop yesing and chanting my name because the authority doesn't like it. <laughs> so I, I absolutely love that part. I like the fact where uh, Randy Orton's name came up. There was no reaction to it. Uh, like when Daniel Bryan was saying that they don't want to see, uh, I mean, no reaction. As in, like everyone was chanting no. Right. When Daniel Bryan said, do you want to see Randy Orton? Do you want to see Triple H? Everybody's chanting, yelling no. And then I liked uh, the Triple H, uh, Daniel Bryan face-off. Well, well, Triple H was saying that the reason why Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Royal Rumble is because they didn't want him to wrestle more than once in the night. And Daniel Bryan got pissed and said, how many times have you made me wrestle the Wyatt family, the Shield, and more than once in, in the same night, gauntlet match, blah, blah, blah. And it's right. It's true. There's, I mean, there really, there was no reason why he shouldn't have been in the Rumble. Like, storyline-wise, yes, but overall... Like it, it, if 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 I wasn't somebody who knew better, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Like there really isn't any reason why Daniel Bryan shouldn't have been in, but yeah, this and then this the show. Well, if if he was gonna be in, he would have to win it automatically, right? Or else you would be if he gets eliminated. Whoever he gets eliminated by is gonna be a storyline revolving around that person, right? The only other way to prevent that is if like. He gets distracted by Triple H and Stephanie McMahon coming to ringside during the Rumble and then getting eliminated that way. But it would it, it would just be too much. So right. I think they did the right thing. Uh, that led to basically Triple H saying that his three minutes were up and the Shield came down and beat down Daniel Bryan and had Sheamus and John Cena run down to save I, him and fight them off. I think that instead of... Saying that his three minutes were up, he could have been given like a three minute warning or something. Well, that's what I'm saying the three minutes reference to. Oh, were you? Triple H didn't say the three minutes were up. 
Oh. Ass white? Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? What do you want, a jar of ass cream or something? What? Yeah, that's what Chris Jericho and Christian and Bubba oh. Ray and whatever. Okay. Yeah, ass cream. No. Uh, yeah, what? No. Wait, uh-huh. Speaking me. speaking of... Uh, ass speak, cream? Ray Mysterio. Oh, what? Yeah, what? No. People are going to hate this segment. The real Americans... <laughs> the real Americans are going to... Or not are going to. They defeated <laughs> Ray Mysterio and Sin Cara. Uh, I really loved... Right off the bat, before the match started, Zeb Coulter had these signs. Great, great signs saying that... Like, wanted or looking for uh, people who speak Spanish. And then the other one was, I want... What was it? I want you something. I don't know. Want was spelled J-U-A-N-T. Because Juan in Spanish is Juan. Is yeah. yeah. He, I, I love the gimmick with his uh, designs. And Sin Cara supporting new attire. Sporting new attire. I always do that. Dang. Although yeah. I guess you could say supporting new attire too if you know what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, hey. What? 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 <laughs> I was yeah. a big fan of like I, but I mean, he always, he's breaking out new attires left and right, so. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of this match. I liked how uh, Sin Cara went for that swanton uh, bomb, but missed the swanton, but kind of like rolled through with it, and then went for that, uh, jumped off the rope, but got nailed with the Swiss death. I thought it really, it worked out perfectly. Yeah, I really enjoyed that uppercut spot. Uh, yeah. Do you think Sin Cara's attire looked like Flash Funk? Excuse me? Do you think Sin Cara's attire looked like Flash Funk at all? That's kind of funny. Yeah. I noted that on Twitter. And now that I think about it, it also reminded me of uh, Super Eric. Super Eric. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I <laughs> yeah. love his theme song. Uh, Sin Cara or Super no, Eric? No, Eric Young. I don't know it. Oh, And I, I watched I, it last night and heard it, but I didn't Yeah, I, I love his theme song. But after uh, that uppercut, Antonio Cesaro hit the neutralizer to win the match. And that was that match. It was a good match. And the next match, uh, I think, was a really good match. That being Kofi Kingston versus Alberto Del Rio. Uh, the fans didn't think so. Though. Yeah, fans were... We're not really supportive of it. Uh, we I'm, spoke about this earlier with JBL and Jerry Lawler. Uh huh. How they stood up, whatever. I really just, I do think that's one of the most disrespectful things to do in a match, like we said. But, like, yeah. like how are you just going to, I don't understand. How are you going to stand up and take even more attention away from the match? Like, the fans were already not paying attention. It's it doesn't it's make any, shit. That's what it is. It's it doesn't save the match by standing up to get the crowd to give some sort of reaction. It doesn't make any save or anything. Right. I'm not a fan of this match for the fact that Del Rio won. I I think that Kofi could have easily won this match. I think Kofi should have won the match coming yeah. off of the Royal Rumble spot, I, but that's the thing that they tried to do, I guess, because Kofi Kingston was so would be so over after him doing that Royal Rumble spot. That they have to like knock him down and make sure that he doesn't get too overly uh, cheered by the fans. So they're going to have him lose to Del Rio. Right. I, I think that this would have been a perfect match for him to defeat Del Rio. And you could have – then Kofi's more of a mid-carder than he was before. I think that Royal Rumble really ruined Del Rio too because having Batista just come back and eliminate Del Rio was bullshit. 
once again, another a wrestler coming in just to put down a current wrestler. Right. Given Del Rio doesn't have that many years left in him, too. I mean, is right, he but, up there in age? Yeah, but it's still something. He is basically a current wrestler. He still could be somebody who's used as on top for yeah. today's wrestling. But, I, I think I don't see uh, WWE champion in his uh, future, you, but yeah, you definitely I, I see US, something like to that. Me, just like you never know with WWE these days. I mean, that would be kind of cool to see Del Rio as US champion. Maybe. But even even so, just back to those fans, I think they need to stop trying to pop themselves with these chants and pay attention to the match where they'll actually see a good match. Yeah, stop being such like marks at the live events and show some show some more respect for the wrestlers in the current on the ring. I mean, they really are putting their bodies on the line for you. I mean, after their matches, they probably go to the back and they have to relax big time because of what they just did. Which, let me bring up a point, WrestleMania 29, night after WrestleMania, was that crowd really the best crowd ever? As as compared to? Like, because I kind of feel like the WrestleMania, Raw after WrestleMania is kind of like that fucking ROH crowd where they cheer for whatever they want. That is, that's very true. But I mean, still, my favorite crowds end up being like the, that ECW crowd at One Night Stand. Where yeah, it does, well, that was a fun crowd. That was a that's thing, the thing for like, them. I, I'm a fan of the crowds that are unpredictable, but that's, I mean, the same thing can be said about Canada. I mean, whenever there's a <laughs> live event, if, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> no, I, thought just, um, I thought it was funny just the fact that you said Canada in general. But you know what I mean? Like, Canada. Like you could say not, New York? No, because Canada, it's not, I mean, you could say New York, but I feel like Canada, no matter where you go, it's like, you. It's very unpredictable. Yeah, but it's that there Bret Hart territory. Yeah, but it's not a Ring of Honor crowd. It's not an ECW crowd. They're going to, but they're like have, they get it. You know what I mean? I do not, but I think we should move on. Screw you. No, I I don't know what you mean. But uh, the next. Some crowds get it, some crowds don't. Eh, I don't know. I can see that kind of. I understand what you mean. We're like hot crowds and everything though. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Goldust looked to recapture their tag team championships against the New Age Outlaws, but that match ended in disqualification when Brock Lesnar came out and attacked both of them. I really like the the Goldie tonic. Yeah, that and it came so fast too. Yeah, Goldie gonna... Goldust went right into the Goldie tonic. Is that what it. they're calling it? Nope, but I'm going to try to catch that on. The Goldie Tonic. Uh, I thought the match was really good, and I would have liked to have seen more of uh, Goldust-Cody Rhodes feud starting, but perhaps we'll see that this week. Those chair shots from Lesnar, once again, right to the back, those look like those hurt a lot. There's actually a moment where I think Cody Rhodes yells out shit. I don't know. I'm pretty positive. But... uh, Triple H had their his weekly sit-down interview with Michael Cole on WWE.com and announced that there will be a steel cage match between those two teams. So there's no going to be no distractions or anything, and there will be 100% that match will be legit, the winner. So maybe we'll be able to see some sort of Goldust-Cody Rhodes feud spark then. Wasn't there a steel cage match of... Of uh, Wyatt Family and the Shield too. The Usos recent, like last week or two. No, no, no. 
But I'm saying, like, for the future, for, like, uh, upcoming Raw. No, I don't think so. Oh, I thought it was the Shield and Wyatt's going to face off. I think you're thinking of maybe a possibility for an Elimination Chamber match. Oh, Which yeah. has never been done before except in WWE video games to have a tag team Elimination Chamber match. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of that that I saw. All right, cool. Yeah, so that match happened. And uh, I got to remind you that it's now February 3rd as of Monday. You, you don't have – you have a month. You have two months, two in a, a week maybe to build to WrestleMania. When's Undertaker coming out? Yeah. You got to start building soon. your feuds. I don't know. Got to be soon. And uh, speaking of WrestleMania, every – uh, starting from 2004, they've had the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony the night before uh, WrestleMania. Last year, of course, it took place in Madison Square Garden with uh, Mick Foley, Bruno San Martino being top inductees, Trish Stratus. And this Bob year... Bob Backlund. Yes, Bob Backlund. You just want to keep naming people? Donald Trump. Uh, we could have stopped that Bob Backlund. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this year we found out, or this past week, we found out the second inductee joining the Ultimate Warrior in the WWE class of, or Hall of Fame class of 2014, that being one Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. So congratulations to Jake Roberts. Yes, that's very awesome. I mean, kind of predictable seeing that his... uh his return of on Monday Night Raw, that's when everything started getting spoken about. But is it even more predictable now for Rick Rude to maybe be inducted to the Hall of Fame, being that the 2K14 video game, like I said, features Ultimate Warrior, features Jake the Snake Robin? Well, actually, I said at first that all of them were going to be inducted this year, but then you brought up to the point that you know, they're all in the video first, game. Man. I fucking brought up the video game factor. Yeah, which I didn't notice, but you brought it up after. But even still, yeah, um, what I said, and to each their own. Yeah, exactly. But even still, it's an awesome. Jake the Snake has come such a long way. Um, yeah, all the way from it's very, it's Stone very Mountain, great. Georgia. Yeah, right. But it's very great to see him in that position of getting inducted. Well yeah, deserved. Absolutely. I mean, the innovator of the DDT. Yeah, which happened by accident. Look how many people use the DDT as a finisher now. Yeah, I don't even know how many people know that, that that move was actually created and invented by accident. Innovated by accident. Innovated? No, yeah. that not means a, that was changed. It. Yeah, but it's not inventing the move. The move, there was already moves like that. No, he was the first person to ever do a DDT. But there's moves that are, are like that already. Mm, I'm telling uh, you, dude, Google the definition of invent, invent and innovate. Yeah. They're two different things. He's the first one to do a DDT. But that's an innovation. No, it isn't. Yes, innovation it is. of what? Dude, Tell me what it's an innovation of. It's, look it up, dude. Look up the word. I'm good. Don't argue with this it's on the show. Exactly. The next match, the main event, was for the Elimination Chamber spots, joining Randy Orton, uh, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and Sheamus versus The Shield which ended in a DQ when the Wyatt family attacked John Cena. So that means Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and Sheamus get their shot at the world, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at Elimination Chamber. And it really sets up, sets the tone for uh, the Shield versus Wyatt family. Yeah, because the Wyatt family came out and screwed the Shield of their opportunity. 
John Cena, Sheamus, and Brian, how are they going to fare in that match? I, I guess still, we're going to find out. Maybe Daniel Bryan wins the championship. I still don't see that happening, although if that does happen, it'll turn into a triple threat match at WrestleMania. It would definitely change everything with uh, WrestleMania currently. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm going back thinking about SmackDown spoilers. I don't want to happen what I think is going to happen. Just say what you're going to happen. I think I kind of have a feeling that Brock Lesnar is going to take out somebody from that match. I'll save that for next week, hopefully. And enter the Elimination Chamber himself and win it? Not necessarily win it, but if he does, then... Oh, you think he's going to take out... Daniel Bryan? No, not necessarily Daniel Bryan, somebody else, but... Imagine that if Lesnar is, uh... I mean, come on now, Lesnar did get involved with the... Kind of helping New Age Outlaws retain their championship. What was if Lesnar is, a Part of the authority with Paul Heyman. And he goes out there, destroys Daniel Bryan, takes his spot. And... I think that would be pretty huge. But then what does that lead to? Daniel Bryan versus Brock versus Batista versus Randy Orton? No, oh, unfortunately, it ugh. may end up leading to Triple H, uh, Triple H versus Daniel Bryan now. Also, ugh. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but obviously, I mean, we're seeing John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. That's what's leading to that. You know what? A fatal four-way. Batista, Brock Lesnar, um, Randy Orton, and Daniel Bryan for the championship of WrestleMania may not be too bad. No, it wouldn't. And it would definitely, if Ray, uh, not Ray Mysterio, I was going to say, it'll turn out like a Ray Mysterio type of thing. Where yeah, it's because like, Daniel Bryan wouldn't be, would be the underdog going into that. I mean, especially with the size difference compared to him and Lesnar and him and Batista. Right. I mean, I think that would actually be pretty good, a Fatal 4-Way. When was the last time we saw a Fatal 4-Way? Uh, I'm just gonna say WrestleMania 2000 and be wrong. I don't know if I right. I don't know if I will be wrong or. No, no, I remember that match. No, but I'm saying like I don't know if there's. It has to. That has to be right. Am I wrong here? No, no, you're correct. That you're seems correct. like that could have been the last Fatal Four Way match to be a main event for WrestleMania. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it, it definitely sounds like it, but, but it uh, definitely should be. Moving on to the middles. Bad news, Barrett. Uh, maybe it's just starting to grow on me. I don't know. Uh, I wish he was wrestling though. Of course, we all wish he was wrestling. I do like uh, how he's like abusing that mallet. Yeah, and the crowd hates it. And Jerry Lawler even stated, "Stop that already! Try to get the viewers from home uh, to dislike him slamming that mallet as often as he is." Unfortunately, though, when Jerry Lawler opens his mouth, I just get pissed and cheer against him. So, yeah, um, I did like that they used him to announce the Miz versus Ziggler, though. Yeah. I like using him as a, um, what is it, a, a person in between the fans and the backstage to announce those matches instead of commentary. Yeah, I don't know what you would, a broadcaster? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, R-Truth defeated Fandango. There's, uh, there's no story to this, really. Yeah, they're really, it doesn't do anything for anything. Uh, yeah, nobody, it's not going to help R Truth get higher in the rankings. It's not going to help Fandango. Nobody cares that much. The match wasn't bad, but I think it should, uh, I don't think Fandango should be losing matches like this, and he should be built up as like an upper mid card person or something like that. Uh, I do like during the match where Fandango ran outside and R-Truth was chasing him 
and Summer Rae stepped in front of him, and he got hit with a giant, uh, not a giant, but like a pretty pretty mean clothesline from Fandango. Yeah. And, of course, Emma was shown. Again, once again. So just maybe, a matter, this, maybe this just, will lead to Emma versus Summer Rae or something just, like that. It's just a matter of time until... Uh, oh, shit. Fandango. Maybe maybe we'll get to see Summer Rae and Fandango versus Santino and Emma on Raw. Maybe. Look at that. Possibly, but Brandy it's only it's only a matter of time until Fandango catch, uh, until Emma catches the eye of Fandango. Yeah, just and, saying. And up next after that, you had alluded to it: the Dolph Ziggler versus Miz in the Battle of Cleveland match. I love that the crowd was chanting "Cleveland sucks." <laughs> yeah, go figure, right? Yeah, I uh, I don't get this match really. It, it, it honestly it doesn't it do anything need, for either of them. It didn't need a name for the match, and why is the Miz trying to Hulk up against Ziggler? But that's the whole, that's what the whole thing is that it didn't need it. But that's where WWE is sticking these guys. Like, and then the backstage fallout. It was them. I mean, Dolph like, Ziggler obviously. Dolph Ziggler won the match. Then their backstage fallout. They're talking about how they're going to go party, and then Zack Ryder joins them. Yeah, so that leads to me saying, stick all three of them to form a little stable or something. Push them as a team if you're not going to push them as singles. Yeah, I mean that'll at least that'll at least do something for Ryder, Miz, and Ziggler, and do something where it can elevate their careers. You guys, not you guys, because WWE is not listening, but WWE just you need to start thinking of the future. You know? Yes, think of the future. Uh, and the last thing in our middles, we have the Usos defeating Rybaxel. Uh, and I probably say this every single week, but the Usos have some of the best kicks or super kicks or side kicks in the business today. I, I go back and forth with this match, not because of the Usos. The Usos I'm a big fan of. But Ryback in this match, I don't like how he was overselling so much when he was on the outside of the ring. He was, it was just awful selling. Like there was one part where he ran into the turnbuckle, to the out, and then landed on the outside of the ring, and just his selling of it was just awful. Yeah, it kind of um, reminded me of, uh, of I have got, I got nothing. I was gonna name a two bit person who sells low quality things, but that was stupid. And now people are hearing me explain this. When we should just put that in the bads and move on to the bads. Yeah, can we move on to them? Madox came out and announced uh, Randy Orton. Big whoop. Yeah, nobody cared. Uh, It's like, I mean, at that point with Randy Orton's promos, it's like he tries to memorize his lines, but he keeps falling all over himself and forgetting his lines. And it's like... Nobody gives a crap. And then to even more not give a crap, Batista came out. And and to me, what was disrespectful of Batista was as soon as he came out, he turned to the side and spit his gum out. As if if like, fuck you, spit your gum out in a garbage pail or something. Don't leave somebody else to clean it up for you. Let's also mention the, not forget the part about Batista flipping off a fan at Royal Rumble. Right, because he was uh, getting even, what he, he wanted. Yeah, we didn't even bring that up, that he was cursing at the fans and flipping them off while he was walking back to the uh, backstage area. Um, this is the kind of person that you're going to have going over 
if to have a PG product, you're gonna have someone flipping off the middle finger. Yeah. Well, at this, like I said, at this point, there's no really selling Batista as a face. No. And nobody's it, gonna buy it. And I must say that it was a very simple promo done by Batista. <clears throat> He's like, I don't care if I face Cena. I don't care if I face the Shield. I don't care if I face Brian. And then Brock Lesnar came out and Paul Heyman told Brad Maddox, might be the first time I ever called him Maddox. <laughs> Correctly. Uh, or incorrectly. The authority, told Brad Maddox that the authority have two choices to either make Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton or to make Brock Lesnar versus Batista. And if not, there will be consequences, which we saw Brock Lesnar interfere in that Cody Rhodes Goldust New Age Outlaws match. Which, what kind of consequences is that? Brock Lesnar was fined $10,000, quote-unquote. Which is awesome. I'm very happy that they actually find the referee as they no, listen to our... Brock. I mean, yeah, find Brock as they listen to our uh, tweet. Yeah. It's about yeah. time they actually find someone for laying their hands on a referee. Well, they do do that. No. Yeah, they do. When was the last time someone got fined for touching a referee? <laughs> I don't, I don't know specifics, man, but they exactly. definitely, that definitely happened recently. Nah. Big Show. Was it? Yeah. Did he get fined? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Well, let's yeah. just say yeah. Oh! Let's just say okay. it was Big Show versus Mick Foley versus Triple H and The Rock. All right, let's do it. Uh, was it Stone Cold Steve Austin Special Enforcer? Stone Cold Steve Austin, I think, was the reason why that match happened. Oh, gotcha. Because he wasn't there. Oh, that was right. a McMahon in every corner. Okay. And the last thing in our bads list, the Bella Twins and the Funkadactyls teamed up and defeated AJ, Tamina, Alicia Fox, and Oksana. There was a triple suplex spot, but honestly, who cares? Big deal. And uh, Naomi hit the rear view on, on AJ to win. And I'm going to go ahead and say that Tamina doesn't look like she can wrestle either. I'm gonna go ahead and say that the only wrestlers that could female wrestlers that could be called wrestlers is uh, um, Naomi, Natalia, Natalia, Oksana. What about Adrian? I'll toss AJ in there too. Even though we think that she's losing steam, she's losing steam because she's getting overplayed. I mean, you—it's kind of like what they did with Eva Marie. where they knew that she wasn't really that talented, but put her on television, she looked like crap. Right. AJ, we didn't think was uh, look like crap, but then you give it to us every single week, same shit. It starts to you start to catch on. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna add something that I'm seeing now. Did you see about this Daniel Bryan petition in the White House? Yeah, come on. Yeah, apparently a petition reached almost uh, one hundred thousand signatures. Seriously? Get, yeah, one hundred thousand signatures. It to went get, over it, or hold on. Signatures to get Daniel Bryan into the main event of WrestleMania 30. It has been pulled from the WhiteHouse.gov website under the moderation policy, though. <laughs> so, but how funny is that? Wait, it reached over or almost? Reached almost 100,000 signatures. That's hilarious. And it's funny because that the other petition that made over 100,000 <laughs> uh, petition signatures this week was uh, Bieber. Getting yeah, de getting deported. Yeah, you're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. So hopefully that happens. President Barack Obama. I mean, 
Who cares if Sasha and Molly are pissed off at you? Just fucking screw Justin Bieber. Kick him out. But uh, that was Monday Night Raw for us. Uh, let's talk about some outside the ring news. Some NXT stuff. Yeah, NXT has finally got a name for that event that they were going to be doing on February 27th on the WWE Network. And it's going to be called NXT Arrival. You're going to see a ladder match of Adrian Neville trying to get his hands on that NXT Championship as he takes on Bo Dallas. You're also going to see a two out of three falls match, Antonio Cesaro taking on Sami Zayn, which is a rematch of their 2003, uh, 2013 Match of the Year candidate from uh, people. Um, you're also going to see Bret Hart, HBK, New Age Outlaws, John Paul Cena, Heyman. Sheamus, Paul Heyman. And, yeah, so it should be really interesting to watch. Yeah, and it'll um, hopefully do do incredible wonders for the future of professional wrestling yeah. in the WWE. Hell, yeah. Getting, um, getting a chance to showcase these talents on a network where people maybe not have ever watched NXT before, but they'll see, oh, Bret Hart's going to be here, Sean's going to be here, I'll tune in on the network after I purchase the network. Yeah. And, and watch it for the first time and be amazed and be really happy that there's chances in NXT. There's chances in developmental right now that are a lot of superstars down there really good and divas. Uh, just to add on to that, um, there's also rumors circulating that Kenta from uh, Noah in Japan, he's who is trained by Kenta Kobashi, is in the WWE developmental right now. Or he was down there visiting, maybe making an appearance on an NXT, uh, coming up NXT taping. So, more news on that. Kenta, WWE. Um, also, Prince Devin from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He is in talks with WWE to be signed. Uh, apparently, he was at Impact Wrestling, uh, their live show in, I think it was uh, Dublin. Scotland. Yeah. Maybe, right? Like, I don't know. Impact last night or somewhere else? Uh, I think it was somewhere else. I think so it was just Dublin. a house show. Sounds like Dublin. Yeah, I think it was just a house show that he was at, but it was just really to see friends. He's not getting a contract. He doesn't want a contract with them because he's making so much money from New Japan and has so many endorsement deals that the only place that would be able to compare it to the money he's making in Japan is WWE. Right. So I guess it's only within the next two weeks we should be hearing a lot more about Prince Devin and WWE. Uh, we spoke about CM Punk, how he walked out. Um, what we didn't really speak about was Mick Foley's, well, did, we did, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he smashed the TV. Uh, with CM Punk-wise, uh, some ESPN reporter kind of, uh, leaked what was being yelled around the office room, uh, I think on Monday Night Raw. What happens if that ESPN writer was supposed to be there? Or they knew that he was going to be there, and this is just all staged. The you mean, argument. You mean like the TMZ reporter? Yeah, was it TMZ? <laughs> I thought it was a sports. Uh, no, no. Well, TMZ with Darren Young. Oh yeah, TMZ and Dar Darren Young. Who's to say that CM Punk and Vince McMahon and Triple H are not the only or the only people in on this? That they staged a, a locker room uh, office uh, yelling, shouting, fight. So everybody outside could hear, overhear everything and leak it to whoever because we know that there's tons of moles in the WWE leaking stuff. So who's to say that didn't happen? Right. 
would be really something interesting. I haven't seen something since uh, maybe Bret Hart, potentially. 1997? Yeah. Um, we spoke about the Divas before. On uh, the next season of Total Divas, we're also going to be seeing a new diva, a lot more of her, Summer Rae. Uh, Brandon, you watch this, I don't want to say religiously because that sounds like an insult, <laughs> but you watch this show a lot. Uh, I watched every episode, yeah, I watched the season. Yeah. Are you looking forward to Summer Rae? Yeah, I mean, I'm. it's the show in general, I don't know. Uh, like, I guess this, who is this replacing though? Well, they said, well, no, I don't know. They said JoJo's not going to be on it, but they didn't say it. Like, WWE didn't make that announcement. Uh-huh. So, who who knows? All right. I wouldn't mind having them switch it up. I mean, have them in there. Um, even show some more of a Oksana or someone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it doesn't. Happen. I know, but it doesn't always have to be, uh, revolve around the same uh, female wrestlers. That's what a TV show is, though. That's true. Not not real world. Real world. Very much so real world. They always switch casts. Yeah, every season. That's not like they're not going to switch season. Like this is something that it's different. It's not the same kind of show. Yeah. The, real, the real world is a is a reality based television program where one season you'll have this cast, next season you'll have a different cast, and shows like Total Divas are one set cast. It's like all of a sudden you're watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians and I don't know somebody like Lamar Odom's on the show. Oh wait, never uh, mind. That happened. Never mind. Ha. Uh. Nobody cares about those Kardashian women. Uh, yeah, but, also, but I was gonna say, but that was WWE talk. Well, there's also another WWE talk. Apparently, they're pulling CM Punk signs from events. They were pulling the Punk signs from NXT from their tapings. Apparently, the fans kept on shouting CM Punk when uh, they told them not to chant it, and pretty much the fans hijacked the show with it. So it would be interesting to see how that turns out. Also, Sting. Rumor yeah. has it that Sting signed to a WWE Legends deal. Uh, there's really not much else to talk about it, but it's very it's going to be interesting to see if this is even true and how it plays out. But this could all be leading to a big 2015 for Sting in the WWE. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next WrestleMania is it going to take place in uh, California? Where uh, Sting is, so who knows? Sting, which, that's a 15. Which, speaking of 2015, WrestleMania in California, did you see that WWE was trying to bar all companies from using city spots? Like, rest, no wrestling competition companies could be in that area? Huh, really? Yeah, like no, no $5 wrestling, no Dragon Gate. That'd be interesting. Yeah, but I, I think I mean, honestly, it's like who gives a shit? Like, yeah, it's it's good for it's bad for pro wrestling, but it's good for the WWE. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't see a problem with it with WWE doing that though. Honestly, it's business. It's not like Vince McMahon hasn't done this in the past. He did that with WCW when he was first getting WrestleMania out there. Yeah, so I but, I'm not surprised by it. But that was our wrestling, uh, pro wrestling, sports entertainment talk for this week. Uh, we will cut to a musical interlude right now, which comes to us from uh, Ring Rope Rebellion. And this one is called Macho. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out.
follow them on twitter at ring rope rebel thank you guys and girl for contributing the music to the podcast this week yeah y'all are awesome and uh, i guess every week leading up to wrestlemania uh guys go purchase their music uh let's kick this off with some mywc let's we? do it I'm a fan of that. NYWC shot sideshow happened this past Saturday night. It opened up where Brian Vitko uh, is the what the general manager. What is he? I think commissioner. Commissioner Vitko opened up the show, stripping Big O as champion due to his injury. Very unfortunate, as uh, we are big supporters of the Big O. 
Right. Um, and this injury happened at a uh, uh, bad time. But, I mean, it also gives him experience with dealing with injuries and how to go about them. Right. Uh, up next, you had, uh, you had Blake Morris defeating King Mega after being distracted by Team Elite. So, I mean, that, that right there goes towards the Psycho Circus match. Yes. Just lead, all leading up to it. We also had the Grim Reefer defeating Alvin Alvarez and Alpha Breed. Um, and then uh, Alvin Alvarez ended up challenging the Grim Reefer to a match at the Psycho Circus. Yeah, because both times they have not pinned Alvin. So Very interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, number The next match, Marty Bell, uh, she defeated Chrissy Rivera, which was also a Psycho Circus match. Or what is it? They they get what they get points or whatever for who gets to start first or whatever. I'm unsure who gets the upper hand first. So I'm unsure, but this was for the Starlet Championship too. Yeah, this match. So Marty Bell uh, retaining her championship. Yeah, we had Rods and Adams defeating Reckless and Wasted, Justin Toxic and Jay Red and uh, Milk Chocolate. Yeah, so good stuff there. Always nice to see tag team battles. And we're we're, we're always, always fans of Reckless and Wasted and Milk Chocolate. And Francis Kiplin-Stevens, the current MYWC Fusion Champion, defeated Jesse Vane for another point for the, what is it, Psycho Circus match to get the upper hand. So as of this point, it's I guess it's 2-1. I'm not sure of that, but also what we had... Charlie Roger uh, defeating Jigsaw. We also saw a match that a lot of people were looking forward to. The CZW Tag Team Champions, the Beaver Boys, taking on each other. John Silver defeated Alex Reynolds in what was what should have been a great match. And this leads to the Masters of the Mat match, which you have in front of you, right? Yep, I have it all. Which is John Silver versus Alex Reynolds versus... Drew Gulak versus uh, God Papa Don. Yeah. Yeah. And the next match afterwards that happened was Stockade, who defeated Matt Justice, which I believe was another point in the Psycho Circus match to get the upper hand. And uh, the next match after that was Papa Don versus Drew Gulak, which a lot of people were saying they loved this match. Yeah, and, and, the, and then the in the finale we saw the return of Rex Lawless off of an injury. I haven't seen him in a long time, um, and he ended up uh, taking on Mike Mondo. Yeah, but Team Elite ran down, Team Whipwreck ran down. Everybody got involved, and that's a perfect setup to the Psycho Circus taking place at the Sportatorium on what February February fifteenth. February 15th, get your tickets, mywcwrestling.com. Wrestling. Right. Oh, yeah, mywcwrestling.com. First and uh, second rows already sold out. Uh, yeah, just to give you guys a run. $20 tickets. Rundown so far. Um, you're going to have the Psycho Circus match, which one side of the ring, if not mistaken, is barbed wire. Yeah. One is steel cage, one is normal, and one is normal. Tour normal. It's still a, it's an intense match where all the NYWC titles are on the line. All are defended in this one match. You have Mikey Whipwreck 
Starcade, Francis Kipling Stevens, Chrissy Rivera, King Mega, and Rex Lawless, which is the team of Team uh, Whipwreck, of course, versus Team Elite, which is Mike Mondo, Matt Justice, Jesse Vane, Flawless, Blake Morris, DJ Hyde, CCW owner, and Marty Bell. So that's going to be a cool match. Just uh, whoever gets pinned, you get that championship. Right. That's how that works. You also have the Masters of the Mat match, which we spoke about. Papa Don, Gulak, Silver, Reynolds. Uh, Joker's Wild Battle Royal, which is always interesting. We're going to see that Reefer versus Alvarez. Rack and Sack versus Apion Bill Carr. And we will be seeing the return of the premier athlete, Anthony Nice, following his uh, 60 days suspension. Uh, suspension from the company. He will be making his uh, his return to NYWC, so it should be a great event. It's one of the biggest. It is one of the big. It is the biggest event of the year, correct? Yeah, yeah. The Psycho Circus. It is the biggest event of the year. Psycho Circus set. Uh, uh, what 12? is it? Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. I would 12. assume so. Yeah, I know it was seven or twelve. No, twelve. But doors open six p.m. seven p.m. bell time, February fifteenth. NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. Definitely go buy your tickets. It's only $20. It's awesome. NYWCWrestling.com. Control Center Tim will be there selling his merchandise at the Control Center shop. Make sure you buy something. And now it's on to some TNA wrestling. Let's let's seriously let's run through TNA. Yes, as quickly as possible. It opened up. It closed. Yeah, basically. And that was, that was TNA. And that's it. Um, now <laughs> no, on no, no, to no, no, Shameless no. Bow. No, 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 no. no, no. Actually... No, I just, well, Gunner uh, and James uh, Storm. Gunner and James Storm teamed up to defeat Bad Influence. If Bad Influence won, I believe they were going to get the briefcase that Gunner had. Uh, and now, all of a sudden, James Storm and Gunner are on the same team. And they, they're no longer... Enemies? They were enemies recently, weren't they? Yeah, it's stupid. Don't pay attention. Uh, the pay attention on a weekly basis. It will help. The Bromans defeated Abyss and Eric Young by disqualification because Abyss could not be controlled by Eric Young, and he hit the shock treatment, I believe. Shock treatment is the... Yeah, shock treatment on the referee, little baby head there. And then he ended up chokeslamming uh, Eric Young. Yeah, so that's going to lead to Eric Young versus Abyss next week in a... Monsters Ball match. Yes, which I've... Like, how many times are you going to do a Monsters Ball match in recent history? You know, I'm okay with it. It's interesting. And all of a sudden now... Abyss back. But, like, now all of a sudden we're, like... Supposed Chris, to believe that Abyss is yeah, Chris Parks. No, Joe's, well, Joseph yeah, Parks whatever. isn't him. Like, yeah, I do like mind. the new mask where you do see half his face and everything. What do you mean? It looks just like the Abyss's other mask. Is it? I thought it was a little bit different. I don't know. I didn't, to me, it looked the same. Let me see. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it's always been like that. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, that was that. Then the main event came where Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle teamed up to take on the World Heavyweight Champion and uh, Magnus and Ethan Carter the Third. If Magnus and Ethan Magnus and Ethan Carter the Third won, they would. What fuck, man? What was the qualification there? 
I don't know. I don't pay attention enough to TNA. If they want, if if Kurt and Samoa Joe lost, they would be done gone from TNA. Yeah, and nobody if, cared. And if Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle won, they would get uh, championship spots or what matches or whatever contenderships. So Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle won, and Kurt announced that he will be accepting. The Hall of Fame inductation process because Kurt loves TNA now. Yeah, and, and then the the investor was shown in their. You see limousine. the TNA segment sounds like like. But, but no, no, their their limousine, which was a dirty fucking minivan. Uh, like, is there a limousine? Is there a different definition in the South or something? Why the South? Because that's where they're, they're all not from. In, yeah, but they weren't in the South. Yeah, but that's where they're all from. Is it Ric Flair in this, from the South? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But no, nah, I don't know. It's Georgia. Georgia's not really the South. Yeah, it's the South. They're all like, look at that. They're a limousine. I'm flying, jet flying. They're fucking, meanwhile, Dixie Carter probably hired a private jet, meaning Delta or yeah. something else. She hired a limousine, meaning a minivan. Which all right, like, well, yeah. Impact Wrestling, let's... Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards came out and Dixie Carter demanded all the attention on her. She demanded to know who the investor was. It was MVP. Yeah, I I think all of that could have been done a lot sooner. We could have done that entire segment in two minutes and gave, like... We should have. But that was a terrible way to end Impact, in my opinion. to To end when everything was just happening... I think it's completely stupid. The product overall, it's... I actually felt stupider for... Listen, for using TNA. the word stupider? No, for watching TNA. Oh, for not, not for using the word stupider? No, I'm using the word stupider to prove a point, dick. That it made you more stupid? No, stupider. Okay. Um, yeah, so Impact Wrestling. It's on every Thursday night. Don't watch it. Save your time. Dave, shameless plug. Shameless plugs. Be happy, healthy, and safe. Go visit Mother Nature's Sun Shopping at www.amway.com slash Mother Nature's Sun. That's right. If you're a Beatles fan, you'll definitely want to check that out just for the name of this store. But you can get everything on this website from anti-aging skin cream, home care products, oral care products, energy drinks, gifts, weight management, you name it, they got it. It you should so, uh you should purchase some of that anti aging cream getting up to I, an age. I was actually considering it. I mean, I just logged up and it's so simple to sign up. All you have to go to is amway.com slash mother nature's son and you sign up. It's so easy, even a monkey could do it. So go do it, go sign up. Awesome stuff, awesome products. Also, go follow Justin at Awesome256, Eric at Montreal Broski, and Aaron at AaronTSM. Very awesome of them to promote us during Monday Night Raw. We will promote everybody and plug everybody on the podcast that does do this. So I think so far, Justin has been every single damn week. Good for you, buddy. Definitely appreciate the the promoting. Yeah, thanks. Um, also, just to speak on Aaron a little bit. He actually submitted an article to us ranking every diva on the WWE roster. It's a marxical. 
yes, Mark the Cole. And he explains why he ranked every diva in whatever order he did. So we will be posting that at, at some point next week, possibly during Monday Night Raw, possibly on a Wednesday. We will figure it out. But next week, look for ranking every diva on the WWE roster, written by Aaron himself. Also, go check out Ice Cream Treats and Sweets. It is an awesome ice cream parlor. They have every single Hershey ice cream that you could think of. It's located in Seaford at 1047 Hicksville Road, Seaford, New York, 11783. You want to check this out. You can go find them on Facebook, Ice Cream, Treats, and Sweets. Awesome stuff right there. Why are you giving them a shameless plug? Because they are awesome. Did Why you get you? ice cream without me? Yeah. That's disappointing. Why? You wanted to come I want ice cream. Where why did you just randomly get ice cream someday? Because I'm friends with the owners. Oh. So maybe I'll take you there next time instead of uh No, oh, maybe I'll phone. take you there. Huh? Maybe I'll take you there. Excuse me? Yeah, okay. David uh, doesn't so, hear outside his register, right? <laughs> no, I don't. That's not my register. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like outside the register hearing. And now it's time for Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. That's right. Chris's match of the week this week comes to you from David. Yes, unfortunately, Chris was unable to make the podcast, but we do wish that he was here with us. Well, in a sense, he did make the podcast, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Without Chris, this would not be possible at all. Yeah, so, so thank, thank you, Chris. I'm um, very unfortunate he could not be on the podcast this week. But in honor of Chris, we are still going to do a Chris's Match of the Week. This week, you guys should all check out Flying Brian, Brian Pillman versus Jushin Liger for the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship at Super Brawl 2. This match was unbelievable. Easily, it was the opener match. And just like Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt at Royal Rumble, this match set the tone and stole the entire show. So go check it out, Jushin Liger versus Brian Pillman. Oh, we're not going to say Brandon. Do you have any shout-outs? Oh, you do? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout-outs. I absolutely have to give the first shout-out to Maureen's Kitchen out in Smithtown on Long Island. Uh, they're open from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Monday through Friday, and then 7 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday or until they run out of food for the day. But you absolutely have to go try this place out. I've only been there twice. I would love to go there seven days a week. It's that good. I haven't been there in so long since my birthday. I really want to go back to that place. Uh, yeah? Yeah. It's a good place. You should go out there and try it. Uh, number two, uh, Pete Seeger unfortunately passed away on Monday. And I would like to give him a shout out. Uh, he was a pioneer in the music industry and a folk legend. Uh, I had the honor of being at Madison Square Garden for his 90th birthday party concert, and it really, it really, truly was a, an honor to be there. Uh, Pete will be greatly missed, and I hope everyone listening now goes out and uh, listens to his music after this. Just any songs, there's so many. Uh, I'll, I'll miss Pete Seeger. Uh, my last shout-out goes to Marco Corleone or Mark Jinjak, 
Jin Drac, for those of you who don't know him from Mexico. Uh, I have no clue what the hell was going on, but Univision turned on after my DVR was finished watching Raw, and it, I was watching, and all of a sudden it cut to a scene where he was acting and was legit speaking Spanish, so that was weird. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I'm sure he picked up all of that. And it's funny because, like, he's... Honestly, he's the only white person I've ever seen on a Spanish TV show before. So... Really? That's that, at least to my knowledge. I don't know if there's other white... Like, you could clearly tell that he's... That he's not Spanish. Everything would have been a lot different if he was that fourth member of Evolution. Yeah, it would have been. Maybe he would have been the number fucking... 26th entrant or whatever. Came back and won the Rumble this year. But Dave, Dave old pal, now I guess it's time for our Markout Moment of the Week. That's right, our Markout Moment of the Week. Dave, don't even want you to speak. Uh, I just think our Mark Out Moment of the Week should be the fact that this is, of course, the three-year anniversary show. Last year, for our two-year anniversary show, we didn't do anything for it because I'm pretty sure we didn't do anything because we just came right off of number 100. So we hit 100 last year. Hopefully, we'll hit 200 this December. So thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, to listen. Or thank you for everyone who listens. But that was our show this week, my friends, my family. Great show, I should say. That's right. Y'all are family now. Uh, you could listen to us. You know where to listen. And I have to say it again. Uh, next week, it'll be a very early recording. So please, please, please try and get your comments and questions done Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, uh, Brandon has to go on his search for the Broken School Ranch. So. Yeah, don't say that. I can get arrested. Uh, I will be wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt representing Texas, though. That's I'm a, true. Because I'm a mark. <laughs> but that was our show this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can check us out. Twitter.com slash out. Facebook.com slash out. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Of course, you can follow Chris on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. And I think it's just time to close it out by saying that we wish, we wish you, you the best, best of luck in your future, future endeavors. Have, Have a, a great, great weekend. Week. See you next week. Happy three-year anniversary.